Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Inspirational Monday. Good morning, everybody. 
Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today, Ms. May? I am doing just fine. Thank you for asking. Great, great. Uh, I know we were supposed to have done an interview here on our Friday show, our Spotlight Friday show, but I was informed that there was uh, an emergency. So uh, we decided to go ahead and put you to uh, Inspirational Monday, which is very more uh, fitting for uh, your story today that we would love to hear and be inspired and motivated. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about – who you are, and uh, you're also your book, My Naked Truth. Um, okay. I started in the music business back in the 90s. Music is really my true passion. Um, however, you know, I still I still consult from a music business standpoint. Um, but back in, I guess in like 2003, 2004, you know, I used my degree. I love helping people no matter what I'm doing. That's why I went to college, got my degree in social work, but I ended up in the music business still helping individuals. Like the artists that I managed, I always made sure they had health insurance, life insurance, um, repairing credit if they didn't have that because all of those things to me is the foundation for any adult, and especially if you have kids. Um, I um, then took a job with a company that I'm sure most people know um, called Goodwill Industries of Central Florida, and we have them in every state. And that's where I was. Um, I was leaving Goodwill in 2008, going back in business for myself in the music business. And on the last day, you guys know how we do. We go and get every doctor's Uh appointment because it's like, okay, I'm not going to have insurance. I've always been a healthy person. I was a a manager of a gym, I was a personal trainer, always work out, and found out on the very last day that I had breast cancer. So to move up to now, I ended up going back to Goodwill for a third time in 2010, and the cancer Mm -hmm. returned in 2012. And since then, you know, I've been on rigorous chemo. Moving on up to last year, you know, I had to leave my job because it was really, like, killing me fast because in February of last year, the cancer spread to six different areas of my body. Was I freaked out? Mm. No, I wasn't. I really wasn't, and I write about that in the book because when I tell you, Mm -hmm. when they say greater is he that is within me, that's exactly Mm -hmm. how I feel because some things, I mean, what are you going to do? If you don't trust God, you are going to freak out. So I left my job, and when I knew I had to leave my job, it's like I was sitting up in bed one night. It was about 8.30, and I'm like, okay, God, I'm a single woman. I don't have a sugar daddy. (laughs) I said, what (laughs) is it that you want me to do, Lord? If it's writing a book, you're going to have to give me the title, and you're going to have to give me the chapters because people have always said, right, why don't you write a book? I never thought my life was interesting enough to write a book because the cancer journey, uh-huh. there, there are millions of people who are dealing with it. I think about the single women. Now, I would want to read one of those books. How do you deal with this? And you have to take care of not only yourself but somebody else. Right. So, you know, so that's what, you know, that honestly, it was God who say, okay, boo, I, you, I need you to write a book. And I was like, still, what am I going to put in it? 
So really, that's how it came about, and it's a longer story because God know I'm hard-headed. So it took three different people, three consecutive days on a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, June 9th, 10th, and 11th of 2014 for me to really get it. And, you know, that's, that's how I was led to write a book from the very beginning, although it had been on my bucket list. Okay. Okay, now... Did you have any symptoms? Because I know, you know, we've we've talked about breast cancer here before. You know, I've had uh, family members that have been, uh, you know, diagnosed with the disease and and been in a re- and been in remission. And um, so, w- what kind of symptoms did you have? Did you notice anything different about your body, or you know, were you tired? Were you fatigued? Or what was the the warning sign that that just kind of like something is wrong. Let me go check out and see check it out and see what's going on. I had no symptoms. I was at the I mean the peak of I was going back into the music business. I on June thirtieth of twenty two thousand eight is when I had my um, mammogram, and that's only because you know that was the last day of my job. It's like let me get this done. <laughs> I was energetic. I wasn't fatigued. I had no pain, nothing. My only issue is I did not get a mammogram for a couple of years. Why? Again, ignorant like a lot of my sisters are to the facts that you don't have to have breast cancer in your family to be at risk because 85% of the newly diagnosed cases are of women like me who have no history of breast cancer I had no symptoms at all, none whatsoever. It's all because they caught it on. I had even gone to my gynecologist, my um, GYN appointment like a week before. He didn't even feel mm-hmm. that cancer in my breast because it was in my breast behind the nipple, so you could not feel it. The mammogram is what caught it, and had I not had a mammogram at that particular time, I would be dead mm-hmm. if I waited one more year because when they diagnosed me, I was already a stage mm-hmm. three, and there are only four stages. I was a stage three, and to be a stage three and not have any symptoms, that should scare anybody and should make women go and get their mammograms. Please don't be irresponsible right. like I was. Mm. So, But, you know, wow, I can't that's... tell you moving up to now, I did have uh-huh. some symptoms last week. We had a big book release party on Thursday, and I was okay. I really was. I was fine. I was excited. And about around 9, 9.30 that night, my chest started hurting really bad on the left side. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, am I having a heart attack? Because they had stopped my treatments because the treatments were killing my heart. I mean, that's just one of the side uh-huh. effects. But if you don't give me the treatments, I'm going to die. But if you give them to me, it's going to kill my heart and I'm going to die. So I was having excruciating pain. It's like I started sweating. I'm like, God, am I about to have a heart attack? So I looked at the line. I'm like, oh, there are only four more people. I can get through this. Let me sign these books. And then somebody just came to get me because they could see I didn't feel good and took me upstairs. I laid in bed mm-hmm. for about an hour, started feeling better, a couple hours later, I mean, that pain hit me so bad, went to the emergency room. They admitted me to the hospital. They thought it was my heart, but they told me on Saturday, they said the cancer has grown so big 
that is causing excruciating pain. Now, I won't know anything until tomorrow when I meet with my oncologist what that really means. I really don't know what that means. But, I, I mean, I'm not freaked out by it because, again, I truly believe in God, and there's so many new medications, there's so many new treatments that I am hopeful. And if not, I'm taking everybody on this journey with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, that is so powerful. It's like, you know, and here you are today, you know, doing the show with us, and it's 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 so, you know, it's just inspiring me because, like I said, I've had family members that have had um, uh, diagnosed with breast cancer, and you know, I did go get checked out, even though I'm only like 37, but I was like, you know what, it's just, it seems like it's in my family, you know, let me go and get checked, and Can my I doctor was like, well. Sure. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me let you finish um, you know, first because I want to hear your story. Okay. And, you know, he was like, well, um, you're, you're still young and, you know, you, you really don't really need to get one until you're 40. And I said, well, you know, it's running in my family. I have two aunts that has, have been diagnosed with breast cancer. One is in remission. I believe the other one is, is on treatments right now. I also have a cousin that, um, that has uh, breast cancer. Uh, I, I mean, it's like, you know, I've had family members that have had, you know, so many different um, – uh, 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 diseases or or illnesses in my family that you know I have I I'm I'm I have high blood pressure. I also have glaucoma, and so I'm like you know what Lord I don't need any more extra problems you know. So let me get onto this. And so I try to you know that's the reason why I do the show as an outlet to try to inspire my listeners and and women out there to make sure you get regularly checked. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, regularly checked up because you know you don't want to have to go to your, you know wait a couple of years and then it's like what I didn't know I had this you know so get yeah. checked regularly so you know and yeah. and that's the reason why I wanted to uh, talk with you because you know okay. I know that you have a story I know there's so many other women out there that have stories you know like yours so what was the question that you wanted to ask me did you have to because you were under forty. Did your insurance pay for you to have that mammogram? Now, the thing is, because I am uh, disabled, and um, and a lot of a lot of my listeners know out there, I I have uh, Medicare and Medicaid. Okay. And um, sometimes they will pay for it, and sometimes they won't. It just depends. Um, mm-hmm. Now I don't know if they would later on, but you know, like I said, like you said um, earlier, that you know, you talk to them, talk to your artists and, and people about getting insurance and everything like that. And so, thankfully, I did have insurance. Okay. You know, and I, I did get it checked. You know, um, but there was no signs. But you know, still, it's it's kind of it's kind of weird and crazy because you know, there's excuse me, excuse me, there's so many people out there. And thank you. There's so many people out there, you know, um, who have insurance, and some of the doctors won't take them. Or they'll ask, "Oh, is this Obamacare?" You know, and it's like, exactly. I pay good. You know, it's like it's so crazy right now because because I have affordable health. What does that have to do with me wanting to get myself healthy? You know, um, exactly. whether I have Obamacare or not. You know what I'm saying? So. Yes. Did you have any issues with your doctors about um, the type of health care that you had, or, or was it just an easy, smooth transition for you? 
Well, not with my oncologist. She has been awesome. But my family doctor, my primary doctor, you know, I just I kept my COBRA up until the end of December because I was afraid to switch, honestly. It's like, well, you know, I, I don't want to switch my – I don't want to have a lower quality of care. And I did a lot of searching with the um, research with the Obamacare first. And my primary doctor, he will, he didn't take Obamacare, so I knew after the end of December I was going to have to switch. And there are, you know, people who do have issues with the, you know, I, I don't want to name the insurance because I'm so thankful, um, you know, that it's available. But, you know, I do know that there are people who have an issue, who have had issues. That's why I kept mine. But I'm so proud of you because – your story that you just told is what I continue to not debate with doctors, but I talk to them because it's like black women are dying from breast cancer more than any other women. Why would you turn them away when they're under 40? I know two women who have died who are under 40 who had breast cancer, and you're telling me you would not give them a mammogram or some of them have had to pay for their mammograms, but I just want to say to the ladies, even if you have to pay for it, but there are a lot of organizations who will sponsor a mammogram for you or places where you can get free mammograms. So don't ever let that be an excuse. You know, do it. It's worth it. It's it's definitely worth it. But I'm so thankful I haven't had the issues. It's definitely from a treatment standpoint or from, you know, the doctor's standpoint. Okay, okay, because, you know, that can really definitely be tricky. Now, as far as, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm want to keep talking about the insurance because, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I don't, I don't have the insurance or I don't have this and I don't have that. You know, you talked about how you wanted to get, you know, the people that you wanted to help or that you were helping to get, um, to get the, the life insurance because I know a lot of life insurance companies out there, if you had um, – have uh, had been, you know, diagnosed with cancer or are in remission. A lot of them, a lot of them won't take you, you know. Um, and uh, it's like I just recently uh, got life insurance because I said, well, you know what, I'm getting older and I don't want to, you know, have my family to suffer. I don't, I'm not married. I don't have any children yet, but I want to get this in place just in case. If something does happen to me, at least my family won't have to worry so much about it. <laughs> exactly. And it is hard um, once you've been diagnosed from a life insurance standpoint. You know, it's a little mm-hmm. tough, but there are a couple of insurance companies out there that will still insure you, although it's going to be for a smaller amount, like 10000 um, you know, but it's important to have it. That That's what was most important to me when I was losing my job, although I did have two different policies. I had one with my job, and I had a backup one in case I wasn't on my job anymore. And I'm so thankful to God that I did that, you know, I, because I never knew when I started my job, I didn't have cancer. You know, I, I was in remission. But I still, mm-hmm. that was still in the back of my mind. What if you leave your job? What if you decide to go back in business? But, you know, just to people out there, there are a couple of companies that will still insure you. You know, you have to do the research, 
And, um, you know, right, if you hit right. me up, you know, I can help to walk you through that because that's very important, especially if you have kids, especially if you have younger kids, and you definitely don't want to leave that stress on your family if you don't have to. So if you hit me up, and I'll leave my information at the end, I don't mind walking you through it. You know, I have friends who are taking care of me, and now two of them, one is going through throat cancer just diagnosed two months ago, and a good girlfriend of mine named Lucy, she was just diagnosed I'm sorry, diagnosed with stomach cancer. So it's like, can you walk me through this? You know, what happens when this? And they sent me all of this paperwork. Can you come and sit down with me? And it's like all of us are trying to make it. And we kind of laugh about it because it's the blind leading the blind. But, God, I'm still here. I had cancer in six different places last year. And then it affected my lungs again in December. But I'm still here. And now I honor each day that I get. I am so I mean, I'm just overjoyed to even be on the phone talking with you, you know. So I'm I'm thankful every day we get to serve another day. It should be always an honor. And it's like the journey has been a blessing because I live harder. I live harder. I think about my actions more. I, I try to put other people first because that's why I always have to say, all right, you're trying to be the best servant you can be, especially when I'm in, tra- when I'm in traffic. Um, it's the main time, um, Coco. That's the main mm-hmm. time. It's like, okay, remember now, you said you're a good servant. So, But, again, with the insurance, if you have any questions as far as life insurance, just you know, hit me up, and I'll walk you through it the best way I can. Okay. Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, about your book. How, I know you said earlier that, you know, it was like, God, you're going to have to give me uh, the chapters, you're going to have to give me the title and everything. So, in the process, how um, or how did the words come to you? <laughs> let me tell you, let because he know I'm a little slow sometimes. So I promise you, no more than maybe 30 minutes later, a friend of mine called me. This is this, I've known this friend for over 25 years. And she called me, and I'm like, and I was in, still in the middle of just meditating and talking to God. She said, hey, you know, I was closing up my shop, and I was thinking about you. She said, I know you're getting ready to leave your job. What are you going to do? I said, you know what, I was just sitting here praying to God and asking him that. She said, well, I already know what you're going to do. You're going to write a book, and it's going to be called My Naked Truth. And the chapter one is going to say this, and chapter two, I grabbed a pen. Now, mind you, I'm like, okay, I don't want it to be My Naked Truth because I think there's already a book out there somewhere called My Naked Truth. So I said, I want to call it, well, she said, The Naked Truth. And I changed it to my naked truth about breast cancer and being single. That's how that came came about. Then with the chapters, I promise you she gave me every chapter. I ended up changing, you know, just tweaking the title, changing them a little bit. But that's how it came mm-hmm. about. Then the very next day, a friend of mine came in my office. She said, hey, I was at a book signing last night at Paula White's house. And I'm like, Paula White? I didn't even know Paula White lived in Orlando. And I'm like, why were you at Paul? You know, for what? She said, a book signing Mm -hmm. for this entertainment attorney. And I'm like, wow, the very next day, 
my CEO of Goodwill Industries came in my office with a book. He said, I was at a book signing last night, and a friend of mine, an attorney friend of mine, wrote a book who's dealing with terminal cancer, just like you are, and he said, I thought about you. He said, I haven't read the book yet, but I got him to inscribe it to you. And that was it. I had already started writing, mind you, on that Monday, because when that phone call came while I was praying, I'm like, okay, God, I'm putting the first words on paper tonight. And I promise you, Coco, that's really how it happened. In every step, I kept praying to God, please just give me the right words, Lord. I, I know I'm doing what you want me to do, but I want it to. I want to do it because I really want people to get something from it. I don't. It's not just about me, and I know that. If it was just about me, I would be the only one on this earth because I wouldn't need anybody, and nobody would need me. And that's really how. This is the first time I really told this complete story is to you. And thank you for giving me mm. the time to do it. Well, I, I'm just literally inspired right now because it's just like you know a lot of people don't think that that you know oh I, I talk to God but He doesn't talk to me you know I don't I don't ever hear His voice. Well, sometimes He sometimes He can directly talk to you. Sometimes He'll send people into your life to talk to you. That's right. And they'll inspire you and give you, you know, those the answers that you you pray for. You know, so, you know, I I just re- I'm just really like really touched and motivated and I I'm also, you know, emotional right now because it's like you know, it's so amazing that, you know, God gave you this gift, you know, and and I know we all have a purpose in life. And your purpose in life is to to share your story, share your journey. And it's like it's going to inspire and touch someone else. And I truly thank you for that and thank you for being here on the show because I'm telling you, if we didn't have anyone like you, you know, I, I think that we will all be lost. If we didn't have, you know, those people out there who, who have a story to tell, I think we will all be lost, in, you know, in some some form or fashion. And... um <clears throat> Now we have a few minutes left in the show, but I wanted to to find out where you know everyone can get your book and how they can like follow you and 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 experience the journey with you. Okay, you can follow me on Facebook at um, Freedom Maze Books. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at I am Frida Mays. And even if you wanted to email me, you can email me at Frida, F-R-E-D-A, at Word Music, I mean, I'm sorry, wordpublishing.com, and that's W-E-R-D, publishing. And the word, W-E-R-D, came from my girlfriend who was in 2012. Her name was Drew, so I turned her name backwards. And what I want to say to you, Coco, you know, you just said, you know, Mm -hmm. you're so inspired and with people like me. Well, I'm nothing without people like you because you people like you are giving people like me a voice. People wouldn't hear my voice right now if it wasn't for you. So I really want to thank you just for blessing people the way that you are. You know, you have your own journey. You said I'm disabled. You know, you got your own journey. You have people in your family that you've had to deal with with cancer. That's why I keep saying it's not all about me. It's really not. It's about us and how we serve each other. And when you're praying, I just want to say to people, when you're praying, 
don't always pray outwards. Pray inward because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. You may not all, I don't always get my answers instantly, but I trust God enough to know that even if it's three, five years from now, he's still going to answer my prayer. I believe that and I know that. Wow, I'm telling you, I'm just like, I'm just so in awe right now of you. And uh, and, and that was just such, be- that was so beautiful what you just said, that, you know, don't just pray outward, but pray inward, you know. And it's just that, you know, I know that God is, you know, I know God is real. I really do. Yes, I know that know. he is real. I know he's out there and, you know, that he, he wants to, he wants <laughs> He want all of us to to really kind of like to seek him, you know, to seek exactly. him and and a lot of people are like, well, I don't know, like he's not like this this what is betrayed in the book in the Bible or or like oh he's this vengeful God and he's just like oh I will mm-hmm. you know throw no. fire and brimstones at you. No, he's love and kind. He's gentle. Thank you. All he wants us is to just come to him and say, you know what? Okay, God, I'm laying it all down at your feet right now. Thank you. I'm laying it all down at your feet. And I trust it. What is, and I trust what you're you know, doing because – go ahead, Coco. Yeah, but, you know, it's just like, you know, he just want just lay it down here. Trust in me. I got you. I'm not going to fail you. You know, we all have issues in our life, whether it's yes. health-wise, whether it's financial-wise, whatever it yes. is. All he wants us to do is just trust him. That's all. That's all. Because, again, yes. you know, you say you're on disability. And, see, when I left my job, I had to go on disability. And people keep saying, are you scared you're going to mess up your disability? I'm like, heck no. You don't know what kind of God I serve. I want to live. I'm not going to sit in my house and do nothing just like you, Miss Coco. You're not just sitting around right. doing nothing. You're still serving. In each one of us, we're God because he's in us. And that's why sometimes he may send me to you or you to me. That's God. Some people just have to be still enough and shut up enough to just listen so you'll know when he's speaking. Because just because telling you what you think you want to hear, it doesn't mean he didn't answer your prayer. Because we don't get what we deserve. We We get that grace and that mercy from God. Because if I got what I deserve, I'll be dead by now. I can't complain about this journey because I'm in pain, and I don't know what the doctor is going to tell me tomorrow. She called me. They called me this morning. They usually tell me over the phone what those results are. And so I started joking with her because I'm not concerned about what she's about to tell me. I'm really not. I'm thankful that I'm here today, and I'm talking to Coco on her inspirational show. Okay, I'm telling you, you know, Miss Mays, I know you, you know you have a busy schedule, and I know you have a lot to do, and I just want to thank you once again for being here on the show, and definitely, I'm going to definitely keep up with you, you know, to uh, see how your progress is going, and uh, because I, I don't want to just... Me, when I do a show and when I interview people, I don't lose contact with them. I continue to, to keep in contact with them and follow up with them and see how they're doing and, and everything like that. And so that's just the type of person that I am, and I'm definitely going to keep up with you and uh, let my listeners out there know what's going on with you because, I'm, you know, you are just a testimony right now. You are your servant of God. 
Thank you so much. And and I pray that guys out there tune in to Coco's show. Tell other people to tune in. And I don't care if you have 300 people or 300,000. I pray that somebody will be impacted in a positive way by your words and my words this morning. That's my prayer. Thank you so much, and I believe that, it, you know, if if only one person can hear and, and it touches them and inspires them and they tell it to their friend and it keeps going on, I've done my yes. job. That's how I look at it. Exactly. We've done our job. So I do thank you so much for being here, Ms. Mays. And I'm de- like I said, I'm definitely going to let uh, keep in contact with you and see how everything is going with you um, and let my listeners know as well. So thank you so much for being here on the show. I appreciate you so much. Everybody, make sure that you uh, follow her on Twitter, Instagram, as well as Facebook, as well as get her book. Get the book and <laughs> That's be right. inspired. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow, March 31st. Please get your copy, and thank you so much, Coco, and I'm so proud of you as well. Well, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, Everyone, that's going to do it for today's Inspirational Monday. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for Tuesday Tips and then for Wednesday, Hot Topics Wednesday. Until then, feel free to be you and live for today like it's your last because life has its struggles. But always take a sip of Coco, and guess what? You will be all right. I am Ms. Coco for the Midnight Coco Show here on blogtalkradio.com. Have a wonderful, wonderful Monday, and I'll see you back here on tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. Mm-hmm.